and welcome to Property Mastermind Podcast with Hilary Saxton and Bob Anderson, episode 96 this week, Leveraging Your Equity for Property Development, A Beginner's Guide. Sounds good, doesn't it? (laughs) This week we will be covering in this podcast how property owners can leverage their equity to fund property development projects. We'll explain what equity is and how it can be used as a powerful financial tool to help you achieve your property development goals. We'll also cover a range of topics relating to equity, including how to calculate your equity and the different ways to access it. Anyway, let's jump on into episode 96. Hello and welcome to Property Mastermind Podcast, episode 96. As I said, leveraging your equity for property development, a beginner's guide. And don't be fooled by beginners because I know that everybody's going to grab a few nuggets out of this. I was just speaking to a client this morning and saying the things we love to learn are things we already know a little bit about and we tighten up the knowledge. So this is going to be one of those episodes. Hilary Saxon and Bob Anderson. Clearly I'm Hilary Saxon because I'm the female <laughs> and this is Bob Anderson for those of you that are watching clearly, live. I'm not the female. Clearly you're not. <laughs> How are you, Bob? I'm great. Oh, yes. Um, good weekend. Great weekend. Oh, well, it was, we've had Anzac Day. Well, we did have Anzac Day after the weekend. Yeah, that was good. And um, I, I, I thought, nice touch last night. You made, you used, uh, what, what were they? That, that was Turku- Turkish. It was a I Turkish made, meal of sorts. I made Turkish wraps. Turkish wraps. <laughs> to celebrate on Anzac, Anzac Day. Day. I know. Sleeping with the enemy. How? Oh, mind you, too. That's a long time ago. We've got some very good friends now that are they're from Turkey. I, I thought you were going to say, we've got friends that are Turkish raps. <laughs> got some Turkish friends. Yeah, no, great Anzac Day, great weekend, another long weekend coming up. There's no end to the long weekends, we're barely over Easter, and we've got Anzac Day holiday, and now a long weekend. Does anybody work anymore? Well, not really. <laughs> well, I don't know. That, that's a great question, Bob. That's a great question. Well, our, most of our holidays seem to be in the first part of the year. Hey? Like there's a whole clump of holidays. Then we have a bit of a, um, a bit of a break for a while. A bit of a break. But then we have a long stint <laughs> and, and it's all go for that long stint and then we're back in. Yeah. I've already booked in some holidays though. Oh, am uh, I invited? Uh, some of them you are. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've booked a trip back to New Zealand. Oh, ah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll let you go on that one. And I've booked another trip there as well. And I'm thinking, um, yeah, we need to book another trip as well. We do. We do. Mm, little something, a little trip away, a resort, a cruise. I know, you keep saying cruise. Yes. Cruises are lazy, you know, they're great. Anyway, Bob, less about what we're up to, yeah. even though, you know, the odd person might be interested. <laughs> Let's talk more about leveraging your equity for property development, a beginner's guide. Indeed, equity. When it, well, look. When it comes to property development, the financiers don't give you 100%, do they? No, and that's, okay. That, let's Sadly. Just, let's, when it comes to equity in your property, yeah. you don't get, and that's a conversation I have so often with people. I'll say that, you know, how much money do you mm. actually have for a property development? And they'll say, well, how, I, I'm at, the question is really how much equity do you have in your property or in how many properties you have or whatever. And it might mean that they own a property worth $1.5 million and they have 500000 debt. So they believe that their equity is $1 million and it's mm. not. 
No, you can't get your hands on that million because no. the... You own it, but you can't yeah. get your hands on it. No, it's true. If someone was to say, how much equity do you have in your house? You'd say a million dollars, which is true. But getting your hands on that money, you're mm. not going to get a million dollars because they're only going to lend you a, a percentage of the value. So if it's worth 1.5, let's say they they might lend you 75 or 80% or is 70% it, even. Isn't it generally rule of thumb it's going to be 70, roughly? That's what well, I always think. I don't know I'll, why. Yeah, I'll, it, it varies from bank to bank from time to time. Um, it, it's, it's 70 to 80, typically. And then having worked out what that number is, let's say it was 70. <laughs> now you put me on the, for some maths. So uh, 70% of 1.5, I think, is a million and 50. And take off your debt of 500, it leaves you 550 that you can get your hands on. So... Yes, you might have a million dollars equity, but you only get your hands on five hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth. If the banks were lending more than seventy percent, maybe up to you know, seventy-five or eighty, well, obviously you can get your hands on a bit more, but you'll never get your hands on the million. Bob, does that number change? Like you said, if the banks were, is that something that does change yeah, over time? Yeah, it, it can. Banks can become more conservative in time, and then they'll they'll lend at a lower LVR, and uh, so yeah. You know, things like lines of credit used to be easy to get. Now they're a lot harder. Banks aren't, you know, big big fans of it. So yeah, things change. I mean, finance is fluid. Attitudes, banks change. Yeah, it's whatever it is at the time. Mm. Yeah, but the important thing, as you said, is you'll only get a percentage of that actual equity because the bank's only going to lend a percentage off the value of your property. And then I'm going to throw this wee spanner in. I'm just wondering, so... Somebody has that much equity in their property, so they're going to perhaps... Try and get it out. Yep, try and get it out. They still have to be able to service that, don't they? So you just mm. because you have that equity available doesn't mean you can service it. So how do people get around that one, Bob? Well, or What are the strategies for that one? If you don't have... What if you don't have a job? What if you're retired? Well, you won't get it. Oh, there you go. Um, it's as simple as that. I mean, typically with a retail line, serviceability is a big thing. So first of all... You can work out what you can potentially get, and that'll be based on the, the loan-to-value ratio that the banks will lend against that property. You know, we said 70, could be 75, could even be 80. It'll depend on that. But at the end of the day, you have to service the debt because mm. it's a retail loan, and, and retail loans require serviceability. And so there's plenty of people around with chunks of equity in their house that they can't get their hands on mm. for various reasons. You know, and, it, and, and mostly would that reason be because they don't have... The serviceability to could cover. Could be the serviceability. The, could the be their age. Mm. You know, when 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 you get older, you can't necessarily get twenty year loans or or the like. You know, and mm. and it's what. So so it's the equity that that you want to get your hands on that's in your house. You want to get that so that you can put it towards towards financing a, a development. I mean, that's really what you're trying to do. What's most of the people we do business with? That's what they want. They want to extract equity either out of their house. Perhaps they've got investment properties as well that they can extract equity out of and put it to a better use, really. Can I just interject there with two yep. things? First of all, because I'm going to go to the rich dad, poor dad thing. But, uh, we need to give away our book. Uh, oh, property, okay. property Millionaires Exposed this week goes to Connor Schmidt. Girl said that you're the winner this week, so every now and then I get told who it is, and this week it's you, so this isn't the post to you, by the way. So back to the podcast now, Bob. Yep. So... What, the reason you would want to use your equity is because we want our money to make money. Yeah. And when you own, when the bank will 
give you back your equity, mm. meaning, well, not give you back because it's still, you know, when you can you can use that money that yeah, you're you paying perhaps three, it. four or five or six or seven percent on yeah. and, and make that money or that money could create for you. Mm. 15, 16, 17, 18%, or it could, you know, be... Or 50%. Yes, exactly, 50% in, in a property development or whatever that is. Yeah. That's why we want to do it. And I think, how many people do we know? Not many, but we do know a few that that is hell-bent on paying off their property. Yeah, yeah. Like that that equity, let, let's say that, let's say your loan's 5.5%, you know, just to pick a number. Hmm. So... For that, that's really the cost of your equity. Like, for every extra dollar you put in of equity in your home, let's say, uh, you're saving five and a half percent. Like, if you if you borrow, let, let's say you buy a property for a million dollars, and you have to put equity in a deposit or whatever it is, and you put in say three hundred thousand dollars, and you borrow seven hundred thousand. Let's say you do that, mm-hmm. so you've got three hundred thousand dollars worth of equity in there. Now. If you put in two hundred ninety-nine thousand and borrowed seven hundred one thousand, you could do that. So, but all that all that dollar of equity cost you is an extra dollar of debt, mm. and, and the percentage on that is let's say five and a half percent. So that's really what your equity is worth. So the question is, can you do better than five and a half percent on your equity? Because if you can, then you're better off maybe doing something like that to you know to get ahead to build to build wealth. So to me. That's what it's worth. It's whatever the, the, the loan interest rate is, is what your equity is worth. Mm, totally. And so mo- Most people for years have been extracting equity out to go and buy another investment property. Yes. And they say, well, you know, in the long run, I'll get capital growth, da-da-da, da-da-da. And, and they weighed it up and they say, well, I'm better off doing that with my equity uh, than just, you know, putting more and more equity on my loan. And Can I just drop in right now, though? How many people do I talk to a week that say oh, my goodness, I wish I didn't do that strategy and I wish I went property developing. So well, many. all the time that happens, yeah. Yeah, because it's too slow. And, and nothing against investing. Yeah. It's just an easier road to go down. We all understand it. You just go to the bank and they do it for you. Basically, yeah. they do, don't they? Well, we love property investing, but as developers, our investments we create at raw cost. So we create a $600,000 property for 500000 mm. and And so, yeah, we'll keep it as an investment because property is a great investment, but through property development, that, I mean, that's one of the benefits. We get it at raw cost, mm. not, not retail price. So That's uh, like somebody yeah. buying a property and getting an absolute bargain, which you don't get Every those, time you do it. Yeah, yeah, every time, yes. So you do four townhouses that are worth 600000 each and getting them for 500 each. Mm. You know, and uh, so, so, yeah, look... Um, so that's equity. So as developers, we want to get our hands on, on equity. Why? Because when we do a development, the bank wants equity as well. It's a bit like a deposit. You know, when we buy a house and investment property, our own house, the bank says, you have to have a deposit and we'll lend you the rest. Well, when you do a development, you have to have a deposit and they'll lend you the rest. But we don't call it a deposit. In property development, we call it equity. And that's, you know, usually what we're trying to get our hands on to do a property development. In fact, not usually, that's what we have to do. Because banks don't lend you 100% on a development. So they want some equity. They might want 30% of costs or whatever it is, 25 30%. Where's that going to come from? Well, e- either money you've got in the bank or equity from somewhere. It's got to come or from an somewhere. Investor. Or an investor. Yeah, all those yeah. places. So. so I think we've just covered the why. The mm. why you would use your equity. And the why you would use your equity, because it's costing you 5% and... And you can have it. The gap between that and what you can make on it 
yeah. is money for nothing, which is if you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you know, that is, that's mm. what it's about. It's about understanding how you can make your money, make you money yeah. while you sleep. Yeah. That's it. And it Without working. Yeah. And it could be an active property development like we're talking about, mm. or it, it could be in an investment in a property yeah. development. I mean... And I do both. Right now, Handa, yeah. I've got both going on, so... Mm. And even with um, with our own developments, uh, I mean, we, we pay people a return on their money. Yes. And they sometimes use their equity, their lines of credit or whatever it is, to to make extra money. It's like using the margin mm. or, or gaining the margin. And just on that, but yeah. that was a wee plug there, Bob, was it? Was that a little oh, advert? A little bit it could have been. Could have been? I mean, we've got a mezzanine fund where we pay people 17%. So if they can access their own equity at 5.5% and make 17, they're, they're, they're creaming off 115 for doing nothing. And that's making your money work, like you said before, making it work better for you. And, and I think that's something that I'm going to say, it's not really uneducated, maybe because educated people do, but uneducated in the realm of how your money could make money for you and mm. using property to do it. I think it's one of those things. Yeah. You know, it's something if you don't know, you don't know what you don't know. I say like money's lazy. Mm. You know, if if you want to make money, you've got to make it work. You've got to do something to mm. it. Just let it sit there and go to sleep. I mean, the easiest thing to do is throw some money in the Commonwealth Bank, just get on a term deposit, go back to sleep. Uh, but, you know, between what you get that you pay tax on and then you've got inflation, you're not getting anywhere, that's mm. for sure. Uh, maybe even going backwards. But So, yeah, so we typically want to extract equity out of our home or out of our investment properties and then use that equity to leverage up into what we do anyway leverage up into a property development where you can you know the the return on equity in an average property development is typically between about 50 50 to 70 percent so that's why you want to do it Mm. you know such a much bigger return so you you know, it might be costing you five and a half percent on a. You know, if you happen to have a line of credit, you're pulling money out. Or if you've got cash in the bank, you're not getting three percent, but you're making fifty or, or so. So that's why you do it. That sounds. That number is scary to people who who are new newish to making fifty percent. Yeah, yeah, because it's not. Yeah. So how do we make that less scary so people it's understand geared. it? Yes. You see, we're using gearing. We're using the bank's gearing. Mm. So if we were to do a development and just use all cash, you know, not borrow money, like if we were wealthy, mm. if we did a development that cost us a million dollars and we just used the million dollars cash that we have, we'd probably get a return of about 15, maybe up to 20% because we're just using cash. But what makes such a high return is that the bank will give us three to four times what we put in. So let's just say we put in 25% and the bank lends us 75%. So that's a gearing of, of, of three to one. Mm. And yes, it costs interest, but the profit that you make is way more than the cost of the interest. And that's why it, it can easily be 50%, can be more than that. Because of the, the gearing, like if, it's, if it costs a million dollars to do a development, but we only have to put in 250000 the bank lends us seven fifty. We pay some interest on the seven fifty, but when we get our profit, we compare that to the actual capital outlay, which was 250000 
And it's because of that gearing, that, that basically four to one gearing, uh, where the bank lends us three quarters and we put in a quarter, that's what gives you the big return. You know what that reminded me of somebody who spoke to us a while ago and they they invested in a property development. So this mm. is a red flag here because you're talking 50%. But if somebody offers you 50% return, a 50% on your money, mm. no. <laughs> No, no. no so fifty percent on your money. No, you don't. That's that. that so that's you know what I'm saying yeah, here. Right? Yeah, we yeah. Do, and I think we need to make sure that that's clear. The, the whole thing, if it sounds too, too good, good to be, be true, true, it is. So yeah, what we're talking about isn't too good to be true. This is using your own money and your development, mm. not investing in somebody else's and getting fifty percent if you're putting in, you know, fifty percent on your money. No, you can't get fifty percent on your money by investing in someone else's development Best. because how, how are they going to make money and how's yep. the bank going to make money? Like like it. Uh, you know where I was going. Work. We just don't want people to hear this and think, "Oh, they said you get fifty percent," and then and then that's actually dangerous. So that, yeah, that's no, where I was going. No. Yeah. I mean, when when we invite people to invest in our projects. It might be a 9% return on a first mortgage security. might be 17 on a second mortgage security. And that, they're, they're standard rates. That's yep. what the market says. But as a developer, um, you know, we get a lot more. Mm. And so we should because we're smart. We do the work and, yeah, that's what we do. So, Bob, as far as uh, talking more about equity. Mm, in a development? Yeah. And how much do you need and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. so it varies a little bit. Obviously, if we're going so to... So if you're going to do your own development, yeah. how much equity would you need? Yeah, so you've got to put in equity. So your money goes in first and the bank's money, I'll call it the bank. It could be any sort of financier. It doesn't have to be a bank. Uh, well, let's call it financier. You put in your equity first and the financier puts theirs in next. So let, let's look at that pretty simple hypothetical. You're doing a development. The total costs of doing it is a million dollars. They might say, "Look, you put in two hundred and fifty thousand or three hundred thousand, you know, twenty-five or thirty percent, whatever it is, and we'll put in the rest. You you put yours in first; they put in the rest. And so, in terms of how much equity you need to put in, it depends on the LVRs of the financier. And if you're going, if you're getting money through a bank, well, we know they they're safe, they're more conservative, and and therefore they'll probably want a bit more from you. There's plenty of other good lenders out there that aren't banks and they tend to lend a little bit more than the bank. So you put in less, they put in more. So in terms of the, the equity requirement, uh, it, does, it does vary a bit. But typically, you need to put in about 25 to 30% of your costs in a property development and the financier will put in the rest. And costs. Let's define those. Well, all costs. Um, We're talking a commercial loan to do a development here. So all costs, I mean, uh, land and legals and stamp duty. We're talking about consultants' fees, council fees, uh, you know, even GST and finance and construction, all, all, all the fees, total costs on a development we're talking, on a, on a commercial development loan. And, yeah, that's, that's about the equity you've got to come up with. And hopefully you've got enough of that. You can get your hands on it. It could be equity out of properties you own. It could be cash in the bank. Maybe you've got to, you know, some money on deposit. It could be a mix. You could pull some equity out of your property. You might have some money in the bank, uh, you know, as, as to where that comes from. Mm. What if you haven't got much at all? What, that, do you, what do you do then? 
If you, if you don't have much equity or if you, oh, don't, if you have, don't have much equity in your home, you haven't got much cash and you're dying to do a property development, it's not over. It's never over. It's never over. We teach that every day. <laughs> yeah, you just have to... Uh, or you've got, you don't have much because you've got other things going on. Not yeah. necessarily you, because you don't have any money. Maybe you've um, invested in something else. Maybe you've invested in other property developments and you've got excited about it and you think, oh, I want to be a property developer now. And that does happen a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah it does. And so, you know, those people, where do they get money? Mm. They get money from investors who are using equity. Yeah, exactly. That's one place anyway. Yeah, so you have to put equity to finance it. It just happens to be somebody else's money that they're getting from equity probably in their property or cash they've got on deposit or whatever. And and that's what we always do. We do joint ventures and all sorts of structures with other people who have money. Which means they're playing the margin. Mm. They're, they're working with the margin and they're covering the serviceability because they realise that the return is far better. Yeah. So they might just be loaning cash to the developer and getting an interest rate return. Or they might actually come into the project, you know, boots and all with the developer and be part of that joint venture and be on the be on the title and so forth. A couple of well, it's all different ways of investors coming into deals and mm. helping out the developer with the equity requirement. The th- the thing about equity is too it doesn't just have to be cash. Oh. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not talking about crypto. What are you talking about? I'm not about talking about a caravan, a boat, or a car. <laughs> I'm talking about real estate. So, financiers value real estate highly. That's why we can borrow, let's say, 80% of what a property is worth and using mortgage insurance even more. Mm. And the reason we can borrow so highly is that it is considered to be a very strong form of security by financiers. Mm. Is it the highest? It's pretty much up there. It'd, it'd have to rank above share. I mean, you know, there could be government bonds and things, but, but really it's all down to cash and real estate in the, in the real estate market. Mm. You know, not, not necessarily a share portfolio. So you could have an unencumbered property that you could put up instead of cash. So there will be a cash equivalent. It's a bit like we talked about at the beginning of, of the podcast today. Let's say you've got a, um, let's say this million dollars uh, project costs you a million and the bank says, we need you to put in 300,000. You might have a property that's worth 400,000 with no debt. And the bank says, well, it's worth 400. We'd lend maybe 75% against that. As luck would have So they'll lend 300,000 against that property. And guess what? You need $300,000 to do your other development. And so what they do, they take security over that prop, that unencumbered property, they take security over the development one that you bought and basically finance the development 100% because they've got two lots of security and they're basically taking the 300,000 out of you know, one property and putting it in as equity in the development. We're talking commercial finance, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and that's, that's how that works and... Uh, which is, and so it you have to be cash. And the beauty of that is that's how a joint venture with a landowner works, because mm. they put that in, yeah, and you do the development. Mm. I did a joint venture once with a. I, I met him. He was the plumber drainer for a builder I used. And of course, you did. <laughs> but he was he, he was pretty well off, and he owned a commercial property that had no debt. 
and I ended up doing a joint venture with him. But instead of putting in cash as his, you know, contribution, he put the property up. And and so the financier took a first mortgage over that property that he owned, the commercial property, took a first mortgage over the one we bought to do the development. And there's plenty of equity in there, lots of it. Well, does that take a lot of, is that like a lot of work for a financier to do that? Does Joe Average just, you know, is it, it's pretty simple, they do it every it day? It is, it is, yeah. yeah. I mean, all they have to do is make sure they've got enough security to work within their loan-to-value ratios. Yeah. So they'll value the property you're buying, they'll value the property that you're putting up as security, they'll get that valued, and they'll lend a percentage against, you know, both. And and so in your development, you're not putting cash in. Mm-hmm. So in, in effect, they're lending you 100% of the costs. Mm-hmm. They're lending you the million dollars you need without... And uh, because the, the extra security they got is the other property. And so your interest is a bit higher because it's not cash equity. They're, they're lending you 100% of the total development cost. And because it's commercial, the interest is capitalised anyway. Yeah, so yeah, you're not yeah. actually having to service that debt. No, no, There's no serviceability on that. That is the well, land. Yeah, it, it, the interest is capitalised. Yeah. So you haven't got to find the interest every month out mm. of your back pocket. It'll be written into the loan. The interest component will be part of the loan. The bank actually lends you the money to pay them the interest every month, Please. which is why I love capitalised interest. Yeah. It's the eighth wonder of the world, perhaps the ninth <laughs> wonder. I think the eighth wonder, as Einstein said, was compound interest. So it might be the ninth wonder of the world would be capitalised interest on a commercial Isn't wonder. it funny, uh, wonder eight and nine are interest-related? Money-related interest, yeah. yeah, yeah it is compound, yeah, compound effect. So... You know what? Interesting. Had a phone call today from uh, a mentoring student who mm. just had a handshake with a man yeah. to do a joint venture with a landowner. Oh yeah, it's a massive deal. It's huge, two thousand square meters. It's commercial development. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, but yeah. that just came many many millions of dollars worth. It is many millions, and that just came from uh, him being tenacious. And just yep. approaching, keeping mm. approaching, this land looks like it could do that. Find the owner of the land, say, hey, we could do a joint venture here, and th- this is, this is uh, it's happening. We haven't signed papers, but they've, yep. we've shaken hands. And yeah. we're not, you know, the, yeah. the student has. Yeah. And how cool is that? Yeah. It just so goes to show it, it, that yeah. those, that, that's out there. And this guy wants to do it, doesn't mm. know how, owns the land outright, mm. and sees the potential. Mm. Somebody gave him an opportunity. Yeah, because he taught the guy that gave him the opportunity. You did, Bob. We did. Oh, girl. we did. Yes. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. So exactly. Otherwise, he'd be doing whatever he does, used to do. Exactly. So now he's, uh, yeah, jumped into a big deal. Good on him. I love that. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty spectacular. But mm. that's the whole, the equity from that land is being put up as uh, the mm. security. So, yeah, as you say, joint venture with the landowner, it's um, technical. A little bit different from technical joint venture. But, yeah, all that equity, think of all the equity that's in that land, mm. in that development site, and, and it's got an approval too, so it's even worth more, uh, that, that, that you can get your hands on to, to fund the whole project. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And that project can be developed in stages. Mm. So you haven't got to develop the whole thing in one hit. You can develop it in stages, which is, which is great because no cash will need to go into that deal. How good is that? No cash at all. So our student and we've taught how to do these things, won't put in five cents, but we'll make millions. Absolute millions. How good's that? Hmm. Well, well done. <laughs>
<laughs> you do amazing you, you've work. You've probably spent more time with him than I have, but anyway. I do spend a lot of time I'll, with I'll, our mentoring I'll take my, my 50% of the You do the education. And you do the other 50%. Uh, okay, so have we covered enough? Uh, have we explained? Um, I hope we've explained it. Oh, how to calculate it, we've done that one. Yes. And the different ways to access it, we've done that. Yeah, yeah, cash. We talked about cash. We talked about properties. Uh, talked about investors. Self-managed super funds, redraws? Well, it's not so much a self-managed super fund in your own project. No. Um, you can use your self-managed super fund to invest in other, other people's, people's But not relatives either. Sorry. No, no, but not not long as it's arm's length, yeah. 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 So, yeah, looks lots of avenues. Like, I suppose the, the bottom line is if you've got equity sitting in a property and get your hands on it, you can make it work a lot better. You can, you, you know, get the thing out there working. Get your money making money. And, and once you, you know, if you can access that, then you, you, the best way is a property development. And you have to have equity for property development. But as we talked about... It could be your equity yourself that you've got out of other properties. It could be funds you've gotten from an investor. It could be unencumbered property owned by you or somebody else. I mean, it's, at the end of the day, like there's there's plenty of money out there looking for a good home. Mm. And if people are smart enough to realise that that their their equity, their money, can be making more money, mm. well, then the other people need to be chatting to or the other, that's the person you need to become. Yep. Mm. So, Bob, before we, before we uh, wrap up, I've just got to let everybody know about our online workshop coming Ooh, up. Oh, that's coming up. And that's in May, mm. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Three days. It'll change your life. Three as, days. As it did with our friend we just talked about. Yes, 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 yes. The link will be below, uh, so make sure you check that out. But it's May 26, 27, 28, Friday, yep. Saturday, Sunday. Now, if you buy a ticket to our online workshop, mm. you also get a ticket to the November one and which if you can't make which is November live in person which is live in person in the Gold Coast uh, 345 yep. Friday, Saturday, Sunday you also get to bring a f- so that's so you get two workshops for the price of one. one and no but wait there's more you also get if you buy it as part of our bundle you get to bring a friend for free another 3495 that's seven so you save $7,000 uh, but you also if you buy the bundle well, get, the get friend, our online the course is really a like a business partner or a life partner. Yeah, business or yeah, a business partner or a life partner. And the reason for that is you want to have your people around you that you know support you doing mm. this, or your business partner or whoever that is. So, so t- online workshop, live in person workshop, and everything that goes with that, which is heaps of fun and networking, going out at night and doing everything, and bring a friend for free and a learning from you, friendship. Bob. Yeah, we have to say there oh, are well, plenty of educators. I'll, I'll throw that there in. are plenty of educators <laughs> out there, but you are at the top. And uh, why would you not learn from the best? You know, you are phenomenal and you're a, a fantastic teacher. So definitely worth coming along to that. But if you're interested, mm-hmm. there will be links below, and we would okay. love for you to join us. We have so many people talking to us saying, oh, my gosh, why didn't we find you earlier? So this is your opportunity. Mm. We can't wait to hear from you. Yeah. And hopefully you found some use for your equity. Mm. Yep. Get it to work. It's lazy. Put the whip on it. Put the whip on your energy, <laughs> on your equity. All right. That is the end of episode 96. We will look forward to chatting to you next week on episode 97. Whoa. Bye. See you then. <laughs>